booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine. With your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather, here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The latest on the Ukraine-Russia crisis. Diplomacy is coming into play here. President Biden has agreed to speak with Russia's president. Security, it is being beefed up in Washington, D.C. as the Americans' People's Convoy joins Canada's Freedom Convoy on the road to the nation's capital ahead of the president's State of the Union speech. More Madoff tragedy. The sister and brother-in-law of the man who masterminded the largest Ponzi scheme in U.S. history, found dead in an apparent murder-suicide. With violence in the New York City transit system up 35 percent so far this year, New York City's mayor counters with a plan to stop violence in the city's subway system. Progressive Squad member Congresswoman AOC being blasted by the head of a major Jewish advocacy group for making a wild accusation that Israel is caging Palestinian children. According to the White House, President Joe Biden has now agreed to speak with Russian President Vladimir Putin. But there's a condition of the talks that Russia not invade Ukraine. White House spokesperson Jen Psaki says a meeting between the two world leaders would occur after the U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov meet this Thursday, February 24th. Here's Blinken on CNN. Until uh, the tanks are actually rolling and the, and the, the planes are flying, uh, we will use every opportunity and every minute we have uh, to see if uh, diplomacy can still uh, dissuade uh, President Putin from carrying this forward. The proposed summit, according to the French palace, was proposed by French President Emmanuel Macron during back-to-back phone calls with Biden and Putin on Sunday. The proposed time, format, and location of a meeting between the two presidents has not yet been made public. Security is being stepped up in Washington, D.C., ahead of President Joe Biden's first State of the Union address. It's planned March 1. Fencing is being erected around the U.S. Capitol complex, similar to what surrounded that complex during 2021 following January 6th. U.S. Capitol Police are preparing for a freedom convoy in protest of COVID mandates like masking and vaccines. California truckers tired of COVID-19 mandates are expected to join a freedom convoy to Washington, D.C., departing from California this Wednesday. Organizers say the American truckers' protests, named the People's Convoy, will depart from California Wednesday. Polling shows Americans are becoming less concerned with the coronavirus threat, more worried about things like economic, inflation, and tax issues, as well as education. The sister and brother-in-law of Ponzi mastermind Bernie Madoff were found dead in an apparent murder-suicide in Florida. Palm Beach Sheriff's deputies say that 87-year-old Sandra Weiner and 90-year-old Marvin were found dead of gunshot wounds Thursday in Valencia Lakes. Madoff was sentenced to 150 years in prison back in 2009 in the biggest Ponzi scheme in U.S. history. A victim outside of court at the time thought the sentence was appropriate. 
Somebody that perpetuates this kind of fraud really deserves the maximum kind of sentence. And he'll end up dying in prison, and that's the way it should happen. Bernie Madoff died in a North Carolina prison in April of last year. Meanwhile, Madoff's son Mark died of suicide in 2010, two years after his father's arrest. And his son Mark was 46 when he died. Madoff's oldest son Andrew died as well back in 2014 of cancer. Slashings and stabbings in the New York City subway system are off the rails. The slicing soared 29% last year, 182 in all from 2020 when there are 141 reported incidents. And the bloodshed continues with 27 incidents so far this year. That's up 35% from the same time period last year. On Friday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams outlined his plan to clean up the city's increasingly dangerous city subway system. We got so used to being dysfunctional that it became the normality. Well, I'm not a dysfunctional mayor, and I don't pretend that a problem doesn't exist. We identify, we fix problems, we get stuff done. That's what my administration is going to be about. The initiative features teams of school nurses, outreach workers, and cops poised to convince homeless people and the mentally ill to accept help. In one recent attack, police are looking for a man who slashed a strap hanger. The strap hanger's name, Kevin Young, behind the ear, face, and hand after Young accidentally bumped into him. This happened about 545 in the morning, February 12th, at the Union Square station platform on East 14th Street. Well, AOC is under fire. The head of a major Jewish advocacy group in Queens slamming Republican Representative, rather, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the Bronx, a Democrat, for suggesting that Israel cages Palestinian children. AOC made her controversial comments during a Democratic Socialists of America event down in Austin, Texas, last week. She was in the Lone Star State to some for local House candidates Greg Kasser and Jessica Cisneros. Let's speak on it, because we are all here in solidarity to fight for human rights for Palestinians and Palestinian kids. So if we care about this, if we care about it, we got to be about it. And Michael Nussbaum, who is president of the Queens Jewish Community Council, told the New York Post AOC was spewing an unfounded smear against Israel. Nussbaum added her words do matter because she is the face of the Democratic Socialists of America, the left-leaning political group that supports the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement against Israel. 77 WABC time check is 5.08. Let's head over to the traffic desk with Frank Diaz. Hey, Deb. Good morning. Well, we got a disabled vehicle blocking the left lane. It's a caucus on the New Jersey Turnpike Eastern Spur, northbound approaching Seaview Drive. Okay, some slow traffic back all the way up to exit 15W. We also got a little bit of slow traffic in North Lindenhurst on Sunrise Highway Route 27, westbound between North Queens Avenue and North Hamilton Avenue. There's also some heavy traffic, but it's moving in Manorville and the LIE, eastbound between exit 70 and 72. Over to, I, uh, it's, excuse me, over to uh, Hudson Valley on I-684, northbound between I-287 and Barnes Lane overpass. We've got... Uh, a closure over there due to some police activity, so we got some stop traffic back all the way to Manhattanville Road. Over in the city, not too, not looking too bad right now. Trains have a Saturday schedule because of President's Day. Alternate site parking rules are in a, are suspended. Excuse me. I'm Frank Diaz of Traffic on the Sevens for 77 WABC. Thanks, Frank. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, warmer, a high near 51. 
Overnight, look for increasing clouds, a low down to 37, and tomorrow rain mainly in the afternoon with a high of 56. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. More controversy over the policies of embattled Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. A man with 46 prior arrests had several charges, including grand larceny downgraded to petty larceny after the NYPD arrested the suspect, 54-year-old Claude Myers. Police say Myers was also on parole at the time of his latest arrest after a woman had property stolen from her backpack at 3rd Avenue and East 53rd Street. Bragg has repeatedly said he doesn't understand the negative feedback of his policies. We've all seen the story of the person who's uh, on their eighth arrest and people say, well, how'd this happen? How'd that assault happen? Well, there were seven prior times with that person struggling with addiction or mental health. We didn't connect that person to services. This is going to make us safer. It's intuitive. It's common sense. I don't understand uh, the pushback. According to NYPD officials last month, the Manhattan DA's office allegedly intentionally admitted all facts about a violent theft in a Chelsea store leading to a repeat assault and robbery recidivist having charges downgraded to shoplifting. New statistics show that more transit summonses were doled out under the first month of new New York City Mayor Eric Adams' administration. However, crime still is up. Despite lower ridership due to Omicron, the Omicron variant, of course, one of the variants of COVID-19, an analysis by the New York Post finds a slight uptick in felonies. Here's Mayor Adams. The subway system and our bus system, they are the lifeblood of our city. If we don't get them right, our city won't continue to recover from COVID. The number of felonies per million riders jumped from 2.46 in December to 3.11 last month, according to data. NYPD stats show a total of 461 felonies in the subway system last year, and that is the highest rate since 1997. New York family is suing a Staten Island cemetery after a 2,000-pound grave monument fell on an employee. At that time, the employee was tending to a nearby grave, and the falling of that grave monument killed this woman. According to court documents, on October 23rd, 53-year-old Elvira Navarro was working at the Baron Hirsch Cemetery alongside her son when the gravestone came down right on top of her. She was taken to Richmond University Medical Center, where she later died of her injuries the same day. And now her family has sued the Baron Hirsch Cemetery Association in Manhattan Court, accusing it of failing to maintain safe working conditions at the historic Jewish Cemetery, which was built in 1899. It's home to many Holocaust survivors as well. The suit filed earlier this month accuses the cemetery of causing, permitting, and allowing the cemetery to become and remain in a dangerous, hazardous, trap-like condition. A mother's instincts kicked in after a man attacked her four-year-old son in Times Square. The boy was punched in his head. This happened about 3.20 p.m. on Thursday. The NYPD says the mother, Rafaela Rivera, had just finished a photo shoot for her son, Angel, when the suspect, Babacar Mbaya, approached, violently attacking her son. She took the suspect down and was then helped out by two other good Samaritans.
I was grabbing towards him and trying to tell him, like, hey, you just hit my son. I grabbed him from the back, and we both went down on my back, and he was on top of me, and I was not letting go. The NYPD has charged a suspect with assault and endangering the welfare of a child. He's held in lieu of $30,000 bail. He's due back in court Wednesday, and the child is okay. Huge mystery and uh, resolve, uh, find, uh, swirling around the death of a 21-year-old SUNY Potsdam College senior who died on Friday after she was shot in what appears to be an isolated incident. And the killing of this music student appears to be at random, but it did send the community of Potsdam into lockdown mode until police arrested the alleged shooter, 31-year-old Michael J. Snow. He was arrested on Saturday. Snow is charged with second-degree murder in connection with this college student's death. An investigation continues, and police say they do not yet know if the two knew each other. There is no motive just yet for the woman's killing. An online fundraising campaign has been launched by relatives of that young Asian woman who died after being followed into her apartment and brutally stabbed 40 times down in Chinatown. The death of 35-year-old victim Christina Yuna Lee left neighbors worried about their own safety. We deserve to be safe, not feel safe, but be safe in our city, in our home. A GoFundMe account has been organized by Lee's sister, Angela. It's already raised over $100,000 in 24 hours for five organizations that Lee supported. They include... The Prospect Park Alliance, Woman King, Planned Parenthood, the Elizabeth Street Garden, and Safe Walks. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Justin Ellick has a look at sports. Yes, I do, Deb. Happy Monday. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. NBA All-Star Game festivities took place over the weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. Although ridiculously high scoring as it usually is, this year's game was actually a nail-biter with Team LeBron edging Team Durant 163-160. to LeBron showed out in his home city, hitting an absurd one-legged turnaround jumper to clinch the victory for his side. But it was fellow Akron native Steph Curry who really stole the show. The Warriors superstar set an all-star game record with 16 three-pointers en route to a dominant 50-point performance. Play will resume for the league coming up this Thursday. Spectacular! Now for some sports action that actually counted yesterday as we move to the ice with the Islanders and Rangers. The Isles hosted the Montreal Canadiens but couldn't seem to figure out Habs goaltender Andrew Hammond who made 30 saves in regulation before stopping two of three shootout attempts from the Islanders. 3-2 to two is your final from Elmont as the Isles will try and pick up the pieces in Seattle against the Kraken tomorrow night. The Hockey Blue Shirts had better luck in Ottawa against the Senators as they squeaked by with a tight 2-1 to one victory. Igor Shesterkin stopped 29 in net and, and Artemi Panarin netted the game winner for the Rangers as they escaped Canada with a win before welcoming the Washington Capitals to the Garden this Thursday night. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Alright, thanks Justin. Let's head over to the traffic desk. A little musical uh, traffic chairs this morning. It's not Frank Diaz. Now it's Luke Lograno. Hi Luke. Well, well Deb, we do have an all-star cast here and I guess Justin will be our uh, point guard and then we'll have Frank get forward, and I guess I can be the center. Is that all right? Oh, sounds good to me. All right. You know, really, you know that, though? <laughs> Let's get into the roads real quick. No major delays around the city right now. You can expect a lighter load today with the holiday. Things are a little backed up in Hudson Valley, however. I... St- 
68-4 uh, North is closed off between I-287 and Barnes Lane for an investigation. There's also an accident blocking the shoulder on the Taconic North near Route 115. Looking pretty good in Long Island right now. A few delays on the Sunrise Highway West near North Queens Avenue, but the Northern and Southern State Parkways look all right. And in New Jersey, a disabled vehicle is blocking the left lane on the Turnpike Eastern Spur North near Seaview Drive. Some volume on the Garden State Parkway and I-287, but no major delays at the moment. Metro North, NJ Transit, Long Island Railroad, and Path Trains are running on an abbreviated schedule. Check your local listings for details. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Luke. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Nice day. Sunshine this President's Day. Our high near 51. Overnight increase in clouds. The lows down to 37. Tomorrow afternoon, rain with a high near 56. Right now, 34 clear skies. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. It's the start of a brand new week on Wall Street. Rapidly climbing inflation in the U.S. is accelerating calls from governors and state leaders to provide immediate tax relief to cash-strapped residents facing higher prices on everything from milk, gas, and eggs to electricity. The governors of Maine and Kentucky this week joined a sweeping number of states who are considering offering quick but temporary relief to taxpayers crushed by a relentless surge in inflation in recent months. The Consumer Price Index reached a 40-year high last month, soaring to 7.5% due to strong consumer demand and pandemic-related supply disruptions. Donald Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social, has gone live in the Apple App Store with a number of right-wing figures already sharing their accounts. It was previously reported that the launch date would be on Monday, February 21st to coincide with President's Day, although a full rollout may not take place until March. By early Monday morning, a number of high-profile personalities were sharing on Twitter that they have set up their Truth Social accounts with Many others also appearing to be joining who did not pre-order the app from the Apple Store. New tax filings show the money-hemorrhaging Metropolitan Museum's two top executives had total compensation packages over a million dollars each in 2020, despite pandemic austerity measures. A museum spokesman says that their compensation is tied to the performance of the Mets' investments. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. All right, thanks, Frank. And futures this morning, the Dow is in the green, up 69 points. S&P 500 has climbed seven. The Nasdaq down nine and one quarter points. The WABC Early News. An attorney and former U.S. Army prosecutor Glenn Kirshner said that former President Donald Trump is potentially facing a five-year felony. It's all over allegations that Trump took classified national security documents from the White House when he left office last year. Kirshner told MSNBC on Friday that Trump could face multiple indictments in the near future. There is, I think, a hesitation among prosecutors, both state and federal. Nobody wants to be the first one to charge a former president who's committed any number of crimes. I predict, Jonathan, once the first brave prosecutor who has the evidence to indict Donald Trump brings that indictment, everybody's going to want to be the second prosecutor to indict Donald Trump. 
Trump returned 15 boxes of material to the National Archives and Records Administration last month. He has dismissed this scandal, arguing what happened was normal. Democrats are apparently hurting their own party heading into the critical 2022 midterm elections. A leader of a PAC designed to help moderates told Fox News Digital that the policies trumpeted by Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and our progressive squad are just too toxic for Democrats. Matt Bennett of Shield Pack said the 2020 election was a wake-up call when Democrats lost 14 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives, further bolstered by a Republican win in the 2021 Virginia governor's race. Today we gather not as individuals... And we celebrate the sound of freedom. That's Republican Glenn Youngkin, who won the gubernatorial race down in Virginia. And Bennett also urges the squad to realize that their radical policies are hurting Democrats' midterm chances. 30 Democrats have also announced they're exiting Congress, paving the way for a Republican victory in November. Tech billionaire Oracle Cherry Larry Ellison gave a massive $15 million donation to a super PAC aligned with Senator Tim Scott, the Republican out of South Carolina, in January. It's one of the biggest political donations of the 2022 election cycle so far. The contribution was detailed in a new campaign finance filing from Opportunity Matters Fund. Scott's growing support from Ellison and other mega donors has stirred up speculation about a potential bid for the presidency. Scott, though, has denied he's seeking any big ticket position. Here he is on Fox News. I am not looking for a seat on a a ticket at this point. I am, however, looking to be reelected in South Carolina. So my hope is that you win next Friday's football game before thinking about any other one. So that's my primary uh, responsibility. The donation here, though, puts Ellison among the biggest political givers in the country in the last year. A Pennsylvania mother of four driving for Uber could be heard begging for her life on dash cam footage before her passenger fatally shot her in what police believe was a robbery attempt that took the worst turn possible. It happened last Friday. A transcript of 38-year-old Christy Spikuza's pleas were published in a criminal complaint against alleged killer Calvin Crew. But the actual audio recording hasn't been made public yet. Here's Allegheny County Prosecutor Assistant Superintendent Victor Joseph. Christina's murder is a sad and tragic case, like so many others in Allegheny County. It was a senseless killing that left four children without a mother. My heart breaks for Christina's children and her family. In this particular case, Crew is an ex-convict. He'd been arrested and bailed out on a firearms charge days before Spasuza's killing. He's now charged with homicide, robbery, and tampering with evidence in connection with the woman's murder mother of four. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton is weighing in on the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Bolton says Russian President Vladimir Putin could be dragging out the Ukraine crisis in a campaign of classic brinkmanship. Bolton warned the European leader could win control of the country without sparking a large-scale conflict or invasion. In an interview with 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis on Cats Roundtable, Bolton said Putin could invade Ukraine, but it depends on how successful Putin is diplomatically. 
in achieving his larger strategic interests. In my view, I don't think uh, Vladimir Putin has made his mind up yet. I think it's entirely possible. I don't think anybody should have any doubts that uh, he's assembled the capabilities and put them around uh, Ukraine's borders and in the Black Sea to go in and take as much of the country as he wants. Bolton, who served under former Presidents Trump and George W. Bush, said the world should not let its guard down. However, Putin could be attempting to get Ukraine, quote, for free, unquote, through aggression and high stakes negotiations. Bolton also stressed that NATO, he feels, in the United States should up the ante and place pressure on Putin immediately to stop the invasion, including by canceling the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, supplying 50 percent of natural gas from Russia to Germany. Israel's prime minister is criticizing the new U.S.-Iranian nuclear deal that's in the works as talks in Vienna continue. Naftali Bennett said Sunday that the U.S.-Iranian deal taking shape to revive Iran's 2015 nuclear agreement is actually weaker than the original arrangement. The prime minister also thinks it would lead to a more violent Middle East. Israel will not accept Iran as a nuclear threshold state. And we have a clear and unnegotiable red line. Israel will always maintain its freedom of action to defend itself. The 2015 deal limited Iran's enrichment of uranium to make it harder for Tehran to develop material for nuclear weapons in return for a lifting of international sanctions against Tehran. President Donald Trump withdrew the U.S. from the agreement in 2018 and reimposed strict and sweeping sanctions. An idea of actually abolishing homework at home is something being talked about in France by a candidate for president, and it's also an idea that the education minister in France likes. French Communist Party candidate Fabien Roussel on Friday called for traditional homework to be abolished nationwide. This may boost his dismal ratings in the April presidential election where he sits in seventh place with only 4% support. The country's education minister, Jean-Michel Blanquer, has advocated for keeping homework at school and out of the house. He argues that it exacerbates social inequities by depriving children of working parents from spending quality time together. 77 WABC time check, 527. Luke Lebranos at the traffic desk. All right, Deb, we've got an accident blocking a lane on the Cross Bronx south near the Sheridan. Other than that, it's looking good across the five boroughs. Still have some backup in Hudson Valley on I-684 North. They've reopened a lane between I-287 and Barnes Lane. Two lanes are still blocked off. Also still have that accident blocking the shoulder on the Taconic North near Route 115. Still looking pretty good in Long Island right now. A few delays on the Sunrise Highway West near North Queens Avenue, but the Northern and Southern State Parkways look all right, as well as the LIE. And the New Jersey. Jersey, a disabled vehicle is blocking the left lane on the Turnpike Eastern Spur North near Seaview Drive. Some volume on the Garden State Parkway and I-287, but no major delays at the moment. Metro North, NJ Transit, Long Island Railroad, New York City subways, and PATH trains are all running on an abbreviated schedule. Check your local listings for details. Alternate side parking rules are suspended, but meter rules remain in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke LeGrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Luke. And your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. High near 51 today with sunny skies as President's Day. Increase in clouds, a low down near 37. And tomorrow, increase in clouds, rain mainly in the afternoon with a high of 56, 80% chance of rain tomorrow. Right now, 34 degrees, clear skies here in Manhattan. 
Queen Elizabeth II is said to be experiencing cold-like symptoms after testing positive for COVID-19. Buckingham Palace announced Sunday that the 95-year-old monarch has tested positive and uh, the queen uh, has tested positive after her son, her eldest son, Prince Charles, was also confirmed to have COVID-19. That was back on February 10th. And uh, he had met his mother two days earlier. And the palace says that they expect that Queen Elizabeth will continue with light duties at Windsor Castle over the coming week as she recovers. 77 WABC time check, 529. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC early news as President's Day. And don't forget, by the way, things like banks, post offices closed today in observance of the federal holiday. We'll be back with more Early news, sports, weather, traffic, and business right after the break. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Entertaining and informative. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. It's the top five at 530. The latest on the Ukraine-Russia crisis. Diplomacy coming into play. President Biden has agreed to speak with Russia's president. Security is being beefed up in Washington, D.C. as Americans' People's Convoy joins Canada's Freedom Convoy on the road to the nation's capital ahead of the president's State of the Union speech. More Madoff tragedy. The sister and brother-in-law of the man who masterminded the largest Ponzi scheme in U.S. history found dead in an apparent murder-suicide. With violence in the New York City transit system up 35 percent so far this year, New York City's mayor counters with a plan to try and stop violence in the subway system. Progressive squad member Congresswoman AOC being blasted by the head of a major Jewish advocacy group for making a wild accusation that Israel is caging Palestinian children. According to the White House, President Joe Biden has agreed in kind to speak with Russian President Vladimir Putin. But there's a condition of these talks that Russia not invade Ukraine. Spokesperson Jen Psaki says the meeting between the two presidents could occur after U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov meet this Thursday, February 24th. Here's Blinken on CNN. Until uh, the tanks are actually rolling and the, and the, the planes are flying, uh, we will use every opportunity and every minute we have uh, to see if uh, diplomacy can still uh, dissuade uh, President Putin from carrying this forward. The proposed meeting, according to the French palace, was proposed by French President Emmanuel Macron dating uh, for, uh, during uh, back-to-back phone calls with Biden and Putin. That happened Sunday. The proposed time format, though, and location of a proposed meeting between Putin and Biden has not yet been made public. Security is being stepped up in Washington, D.C., ahead of President Joe Biden's first State of the Union address. It's planned March 1. And uh, fencing is being erected around the nation's Capitol complex, similar to what surrounded the complex during 2021 following the January 6th riot. U.S. Capitol Police are preparing for a freedom convoy in protest of COVID mandates like masking and vaccines. 
California truckers tired of COVID-19 mandates are expected to join a Freedom Convoy to Washington, uh, D.C., departing from California this Wednesday. And uh, organizers say that the American truckers protest is named the People's Convoy. They'll depart this Wednesday. Polling shows Americans are becoming less concerned with the coronavirus threat and more worried about things like economic uh, problems, inflation and tax issues, as well as education. Sister and brother-in-law of Ponzi mastermind Bernie Madoff were found dead in an apparent murder-suicide in Florida. Palm Beach Sheriff's deputies say that 87-year-old Sandra Weiner and 90-year-old Marvin were found dead of gunshot wounds Thursday in Valencia Lakes. Madoff, Bernie Madoff, was sentenced to 150 years in prison back in 2009 in the biggest Ponzi scheme in U.S. history. A victim outside of court at that time thought the sentence was appropriate. Somebody that perpetuates this kind of fraud really deserves the maximum kind of sentence. And he'll end up dying in prison, and that's the way it should happen. In fact, Bernie Madoff died in a North Carolina prison in April of last year while serving that 150-year sentence. Madoff's suicide in 2010, two years after his father's arrest at the age of 46, And Madoff's oldest son, Andrew, died of cancer in 2014. Slashings and stabbings in the New York City subway system off the rails. The stabbings soared 29% last year, 182 from 2020, when there were 141 reported incidents. And the bloodshed continues with 27 incidents so far this year. That is up 35% from the same time period last year. On Friday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams outlined his plan to try and clean up the city's increasingly dangerous subway system. We got so used to being dysfunctional that it became the normality. Well, I'm not a dysfunctional mayor, and I don't pretend that a problem doesn't exist. We identify, we fix problems, we get stuff done. That's what my administration is going to be about. The initiative features teams of school nurses, outreach workers, and cops poised to try and convince homeless people and the mentally ill to accept help. In one recent attack, police are looking for a man who slashed a strap hanger behind the ear, face, and hand after accidentally bumping into him. This happened about 5.45 a.m. on February 12th down at the Union Square station platform in East 14th Street. 77 WABC Time Check, 537. Luke Legranos at the traffic test. All right, Deb, we've got an accident blocking a lane on the Cross Bronx south at the Bronx River Parkway. Also now seeing an incident on the FDR Drive south at 116th Street. Still have some backup in Hudson Valley on I-684 North. They've reopened a lane between I-287 and Barnes Lane. Two lanes are still blocked off at the moment. Still have an accident blocking the shoulder on the Taconic North near Route 115. Still looking pretty good in Long Island right now. A few delays on the Sunrise Highway West near North Queens Avenue, but the Northern and Southern State Parkways look all right. A little bit of volume on the LIE, but all good around there. And in New Jersey, a disabled vehicle is blocking the left lane on the Turnpike Eastern Spur North near Seaview Drive. Some volume on the Garden State Parkway right now and on I-287, but no major delays at the moment. Metro North NJ Transit, Long Island Railroad, New York City Subways, and Path Trains are all running on an abbreviated schedule. Check your local listings for details. Alternate side parking rules are suspended, but meter rules remain in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks, Luke. Your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center are high near 51 today. Sunshine overnight, increase in clouds, the low down to 37. Tomorrow, rain in the afternoon and a high near 56. Right now, we're holding steady at 34 degrees under clear skies. 
Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the Bronx, AOC under fire, the head of a major Jewish advocacy group in Queens, slamming Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for suggesting that Israel cages Palestinian children. Ocasio-Cortez made her controversial comments during a Democratic Socialists of America event down in Austin, Texas, last week. She was in the Lone Star State to some for local House candidates Greg Kasser and Jessica Cisneros. Let's speak on it, because we are all here in solidarity to fight for human rights for Palestinians and Palestinian kids. So if we care about this, if we care about it, we got to be about it. Michael Nussbaum, president of the Queens Jewish Community Council, told the New York Post that AOC was spewing an unfounded smear against Israel. Nussbaum added her words, Judy is the face of the Democratic Socialists of America, the left-leaning political group that supports the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement against Israel. 77 WABC Time Check 540. Well, speculation swirling around Hillary Clinton, the former secretary of state, that she may make a third run for the White House. She was in the spotlight last week at the New York State Democratic Convention in Manhattan. I spoke with political science professor Lee Marengoff of the Marist College Institute for Public Opinion about national, state and local politics. We're speaking with Lee Marengoff. He's an assistant professor of political science and also a director of the Marist College Institute for Public Opinion. Welcome, Lee. Good morning. Well, the New York State Democratic Convention wrapped up Thursday in New York City with Hillary Clinton endorsing New York's Governor Kathy Hochul. Now, this keeps Clinton in the spotlight. Is Clinton posturing to make a third run for the White House? Well, for a minute there, I thought we were back in 2016. Uh, uh, you know, the music was the same. Uh, you know, here she comes out and, uh, we, you know, the wave looked very familiar. And uh, the themes had probably a little bit more to do with Donald Trump than they did with Governor Hochul. So uh, I, I don't know. Look, I don't know what she's thinking uh uh, you know, right now there is a Democratic president. Uh, presumably, he would have to step aside. Uh, that's a possibility. Uh, you know, I, I think the thing about the Clintons is they always keep their options open. And speculation is, you know, uh, speculation is fun. And I, I assume right now uh, she's, uh, you know, likes to be wanted. And uh, Governor Hochul presented it as, you know, the return to the spotlight. So uh, I guess uh, I guess the long answer is that, and the short answer is maybe. Do you think this whole spying scandal is damaging enough to even knock her out of any potential run here for the White House in 2024? No, I, you know I think this is again uh, this is Clinton and Trump. Uh, if if the uh, if America wants a replay of 2016, uh, they might be able to get it, uh, and that will be one that will be beset by controversies. Uh, and I think, look, uh, President Trump right now, former President Trump, has uh, got all kinds of legal issues. And the one thing we know he likes to do is counterpunch. Uh, when he had the famous uh, Access Hollywood tape crisis uh, a couple weeks before the election in 2016, the debate came up a couple days later. And his answer to to that was have all the accusers, uh, whoever accused Bill Clinton of any sexual improprieties, uh, there for a press conference right before. So, you know, he was, you know, doubling down, tripling down. That's his style. And I think the uh, the Clinton team right now, uh, you know, knows how to counterpunch. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of 
preliminary jabbing. Uh, these aren't two people who have a not particularly fond of each other. <laughs> we thank you very much for being with us here on the 77 WABC Early News, Lee. Yes, right. thank you, Deborah. Appreciate it a lot. All right. Marengoff also said that Republicans are likely to take back the House this year in the midterms. A chaotic and deadly 24-hour period in New York City's subway system. At least four people were stabbed on platforms and trains Saturday. Two people were hit by trains. One died. The string of incidents 24 hours after New York City Mayor Eric Adams, joined by New York Governor Kathy Hochul, announced a new subway safety plan. Here's the governor. We have not had the collaboration, the partnership, the willingness to roll up our sleeves and work together as a city and a state for far too long. And as we said when we gathered here on January 6th, that era is over, and this era of working together is what will take us to a level that New Yorkers have not seen before. And the plan is aimed at bringing hesitant riders back onto trains by increasing the presence of police and introducing more mental health professionals. And the NYPD says the four subway stabbings remain under investigation as of Sunday afternoon. And also a person walking on the subway tracks was killed by the number three train. This happened at 50th Street Saturday night. A man was hurt when he slipped and fell while moving between cars. This happened at the Canal Street station while the man was riding the J train. Brazen thieves are apparently attempting to sell what appears to be stolen merchandise from stores suffering from a rash of shoplifting incidents in New York City right out on the streets. Pallets of merchandise spread out and being sold at the corner of 14th Street and 1st Avenue, for example, Friday afternoon, appeared to be items stolen from city stores. The Post reported the items had CVS tags. 77 WABC and Christidis owner John Casamitidi said during a news conference last week that he's ramping up security at his grocery stores because they've also seen an almost 50 percent increase in thefts. The number one question, there's only one thing this November. The number one question this November is, are you pro-crime and criminals in our streets or are you pro-safety in our streets? 62 Rite Aids in all are being shuttered due to thefts. Last week, a Manhattan Rite Aid that's been plagued by a rash of shoplifting shut its doors as part of this. Staffers at the Hell's Kitchen location previously told the Post that brazen thieves stole more than $200,000 in merchandise in December and January alone, leaving store shelves empty. 77 WABC Time Check 545. Justin Ellis, back with sports. Yes, I do, Deb. I am Justin Ellis here with your early news sports update. NBA All-Star Game festivities took place over the weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. Although ridiculously high scoring as it usually is, this year's game was actually a nail-biter with Team LeBron edging Team Durant 163-160. to LeBron showed out in his home city hitting an absurd one-legged turnaround jumper to clinch the victory for his side, but it was fellow Akron native Steph Curry who really stole the show. The Warriors superstar set an all-star game record with 16 three-pointers and were out to a dominant 50-point performance. Play will resume for the league coming up this Thursday. Now for some sports action that actually counted yesterday as we moved to the ice with the Islanders and Rangers. The Isles hosted the Montreal Canadiens but couldn't seem to figure out Habs goaltender Andrew Hammond who made 30 saves in regulation before stopping two of three shootout attempts 
from the Isles. 3-2 to two is your final from Elmont as the Islanders will, ha- will try and pick up the pieces in Seattle against the Kraken tomorrow night. The hockey blue shirts had better luck in Ottawa against the Senators as they squeaked by with a tight 2-1 to one victory. Igor Shosturkin stopped 29 in net and Artemi Panarin netted the game winner for the Rangers as they escaped Canada with a win before welcoming the Washington Capitals to the Garden this upcoming Thursday. Also some bleak news at a Rangers town as Hall of Famer and former Rangers coach and general manager Emile DeCat Francis passed away Saturday at the ripe old age of 95. Here are the early news sports update. I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Oh, thanks, Justin. And let's head over to the traffic desk with Luke Legrano. All right, Deb, we've got an accident still blocking a lane on the cross Bronx South at, Bronx, at the Bronx River Parkway. Also, still have that incident on the FDR Drive South at 116th Street. Still have some backup in Hudson Valley on I-684 North. They've reopened the lane between I-287 and Barnes Lane. Two lanes are still blocked off at the moment. Also, have that accident blocking the shoulder on the Taconic North near Route 115. Still looking pretty good in Long Island right now. A few delays on the Sunrise Highway West near North Queens Avenue, but the Northern and Southern State Parkways look all right. A little bit of volume on the LIE both ways, but still no major delays. And in New Jersey, a disabled vehicle is blocking the left lane on the Turnpike Eastern Spur north near CV Drive. Some volume on the Garden State Parkway right now. No major delays at the moment. Metro North NJ Transit, Long Island Railroads, Trains, uh, New York City subways, and PATH trains are all running on an abbreviated schedule. Check your local listings for details. Alternate side parking rules are suspended, but meter rules remain in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrano for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecasts from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. High near 51 today. Sunshine is President's Day. The low overnight is 37 with increase in clouds. Expect rain tomorrow afternoon. We have an 80% chance of precipitation and a high tomorrow of 56 right now. 35 degrees, clear skies here in Manhattan. Frank Morano has your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. It's the start of a brand new week on Wall Street. Rapidly climbing inflation in the U.S. is accelerating calls from governors and state leaders to provide immediate tax relief to cash-strapped residents facing higher prices on everything from milk, gas and eggs to electricity. The governors of Maine and Kentucky this week joined a sweeping number of states who are considering offering quick but temporary relief to taxpayers crushed by a relentless surge in inflation in recent months. The Consumer Price Index reached a 40-year high last month, soaring to 7.5% due to strong consumer demand and pandemic-related supply disruptions. Donald Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social, has gone live in the Apple App Store with a number of right-wing figures already sharing their accounts. It was previously reported that the launch date would be on Monday, February 21st to coincide with President's Day, although a full rollout may not take place until March. By early Monday morning, a number of high-profile personalities were sharing on Twitter that they have set up their Truth Social accounts with Many others also appearing to be joining who did not pre-order the app from the Apple Store. New tax filings show the money-hemorrhaging Metropolitan Museum's two top executives had total compensation packages over a million dollars each in 2020, despite pandemic austerity measures. A museum spokesman says that their compensation is tied to the performance of the Mets' investments. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight.
Futures mixed this morning. The Dow is up 47 points. S&P 500 down two and a quarter. And the Nasdaq is down 22 and a quarter. Crude oil up two cents and gold up seven uh, down rather 70 cents an ounce. And uh, Wall Street shuttered for the President's Day holiday today. It's the WABC Early News. Attorney and former U.S. Army prosecutor Glenn Kirshner said that former President Donald Trump is potentially facing a five-year felony. It's all over allegations that he took classified national security documents from the White House when he left office last year. Kirshner told MSNBC Friday that Trump could face multiple indictments in the near future. There is, I think, a hesitation among prosecutors, both state and federal. Nobody wants to be the first one to charge a former president who's committed any number of crimes. I predict, Jonathan, once the first brave prosecutor who has the evidence to indict Donald Trump brings that indictment, everybody's going to want to be the second prosecutor to indict Donald Trump. Trump returned 15 boxes of material to the National Archives and Records Administration last month. Trump, though, has dismissed the scandal, arguing what happened was normal. Democrats are apparently hurting their own party heading into the 2022 midterm elections. A leader of a PAC designed to help moderates told Fox News Digital that the policies trumpeted by Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and our progressive squad are too toxic for Democrats. Matt Bennett of Shield Pack said that the 2020 election was a wake-up call when Democrats lost 14 House seats, further bolstered by a Republican winning the 2020 Virginia governor's race. Today we gather not as individuals and we celebrate the sound of freedom. That's Glenn Youngkin, the Republican who won the Virginia governor's race. Bennett urges the squad to realize that their radical policies are hurting Democrats' midterm chances. Meanwhile, 30 Democrats have announced their exit in Congress, paving the way for a Republican victory in November. Tech billionaire Oracle chair Larry Ellison gave a massive $15 million donation to a super PAC aligned with Senator Tim Scott, the Republican out of South Carolina. In January, it's one of the biggest political donations of the 2022 election cycle to date. The contribution was detailed in a new campaign finance filing from Opportunity Matters Fund. Scott's growing support from Ellison and other mega donors has stirred up speculation about a potential bid for the presidency. Scott, though, has denied he's seeking any big ticket position. Here he is on Fox News. I am not looking for a seat on a, a ticket at this point. I am, however, looking to be reelected in South Carolina. So my hope is that you win next Friday's football game before thinking about any other one. So that's my primary uh, responsibility. Still, the, the uh, new donation here puts Ellison among the biggest political givers in the country last year. A Pennsylvania mother of four driving for Uber could be heard begging for her life on dash cam footage before her passenger fatally shot her in what police believe was a robbery attempt that took the worst turn possible last Friday. A transcript of 38-year-old Christy Spikuza's pleas were published in a criminal complaint against her alleged killer, Calvin Crew. Here's Allegheny County Police Assistant Superintendent Victor Joseph. 
Christina's murder is a sad and tragic case, like so many others in Allegheny County. It was a senseless killing that left four children without a mother. My heart breaks for Christina's children and her family. The actual recording, though, has not been made public. Crew is an ex-convict who'd been arrested and bailed on a firearms charge days before Spakusa's killing. He's now charged with homicide, robbery, and tampering with evidence in connection with the mother's murder. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton weighing in on the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Bolton says Russian President Vladimir Putin could be dragging out the Ukraine crisis in a campaign of classic brinkmanship. Bolton warned that the European leader could win control of the country without even sparking a large-scale conflict or even an invasion. In an interview with 77 WABC owner John Katsimatidis on Katz Roundtable, Bolton said Putin could invade Ukraine, but it depends on how successful Putin is diplomatically in achieving his larger strategic interests. In my view, I don't think uh, Vladimir Putin has made his mind up yet. I think it's entirely possible. I don't think anybody should have any doubts that uh, he's assembled the capabilities and put them around uh, Ukraine's borders and in the Black Sea to go in and take as much of the country as he wants. Bolton, who served under former Presidents Trump and George W. Bush, said the world should not let its guard down. However, Putin could be attempting to get Ukraine for free through aggression and high-stakes negotiations. Bolton also stressed NATO and the United States should up the ante and place pressure on Putin immediately to stop the invasion, including by canceling the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, supplying 50 percent of natural gas to Germany. Ukraine pulled away from the Soviet Union uh, back in the early 90s. Israel's prime minister is criticizing uh, the new uh, U.S.-Iranian nuclear deal that's in the works as talks in Vienna continue. Naftali Bennett said on Sunday that the U.S.-Iranian deal taking shape to revive Iran's 2015 nuclear agreement is actually weaker than the original arrangement. The prime minister also thinks that it could lead to a more violent Middle East. Israel will not accept Iran as a nuclear threshold state. And we have a clear and unnegotiable red line. Israel will always maintain its freedom of action to defend itself. The 2015 deal limited Iran's enrichment of uranium to make it harder for Tehran to develop material for nuclear weapons in return for a lifting of international sanctions against Tehran. President Donald Trump withdrew the United States from the agreement in 2018 and reimposed strict and sweeping sanctions. 77 WABC Time Check, 557. Luke Legrano's at the traffic desk. All right, Deb, things are actually starting to improve a little bit right now. We still have that accident blocking the land on the cross Bronx south at the Bronx River Parkway, but they have cleared the incident on the FDR Drive south at 116th Street. Things are also improving in Hudson Valley. We still have the two lanes blocked on I-684 north between I-287 and Barnes Lane, but that's all we're seeing right now in terms of major delays. Looking pretty good in Long Island right now, just seeing some volume on the LA and the Sunrise Highway, but no delays at the moment. And in New Jersey, they've cleared the incident on the Turnpike Eastern Spur North, excuse me, Eastern Spur North near Seaview Drive. Uh, just a little bit of volume right now on the Garden State Parkway both ways, but also no major delays at the moment. Metro North, NJ Transit, Long Island Railroad, New York City Subways, and Path Trains are running on an abbreviated schedule today. Check your local listings for details. Alternate side parking rules are suspended, but meter rules remain in 
in effect. With traffic, I'm Luke Legrand for Talk Radio 77 WABC. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, a high near 51 this President's Day with sunshine, increase in clouds overnight, though, the low down around 37 degrees. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, a high near 56, and expect rain in the afternoon, about an 80% chance of precipitation tomorrow. Right now, 35 degrees here in Manhattan under clear skies. Oh, I've seen those cities milling about the studio here. He's been in to put his papers and his material and his headphones in the studio, and he'll be with you coming up at 6 o'clock during the Bernie and Sid in the morning program. And here's the lineup for Bernie and Sid. 740, Rich Lowry. He is editor-in-chief of the National Review. You don't want to miss it. 925, Charlie Gasparino is with Bernie and Sid. He joined Fox Business Network back in February 2010 as a senior correspondent. So, He'll be in. He's also a journalist and a blogger, along with being an occasional radio host. And 825, you don't want to miss Lydia reports. Always interesting. 32 past each hour. Sid Sports, sponsored by Peerless Boilers and the Peerless Boilers Beat Bernie Contest. Of course, you can take part 940 Monday through Friday. And again, your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Sunshine today, the high near 51. If you're heading out, increase in clouds overnight. The low down near 37. Rain tomorrow. After about 1 o'clock, the high near 56. All right, 35 degrees here in Manhattan. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Be early tomorrow morning, 5 o'clock for Early News, Monday through Friday, right here on 77 WABC. Sid's in here, and he's going to take my seat. All right, Sid, take it away.